coming in. You're doing well, son. Find us on the web at mbradio.us. I want to make it clear that the views expressed by our hosts are not considered the official stance of MBR views. Remember, this is all about having fun and enjoying the ride. For the millions that are listening around the world and the hundreds viewing on all platforms on online, welcome to the evening show. Welcome. Here's your host, Roddy. I've come to Military Monday Night Broadcast. Ah, see? H train, From Florida, Magic Mike. Them a voice on the radio and let them have their say. And uh, so I love partnering with them. MBR does so many great things, and it's. It's such a great privilege for me to to be able to uh, work with MBR and, and be a part of that, and and once again just giving back to our veterans who have sacrificed so much for us, and uh, you know giving them an outlet and and a voice, and it goes a long way, and and so uh, for me it's it's uh, it's awesome to just be a small part of it. It's such a great organization, and uh, thankful to be a part of that and giving back to our veterans. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. Very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, we are nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you gotta be willing to take the hit. And not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Yo, three veterans. It's uh, in different places with one mission to show veterans there are more programs out there beyond the VA. Well, they supported us, so now we support them. We just want to make dreams come true. The evening show. The evening show. The evening show. Tough times ever last. Never last. But tough people do. Get busy living. Or get busy dying. Oh. <laughs> hey, we're back. We're back. Voices Studio here in Colorado is another edition of the Evening Show. My co-host today is always Joe H. Train Hunt. Yo, yo, yo. I'm Roddy. What is up, people, today? Our mission is to show all the veterans out there and all the men and women in uniform. There are over... There are all more programs out there beyond the VA. My name's H. Train. This is... Roddy, you just going to come here and take over. I was doing it, man. Yeah. What, what was I doing wrong? Tell me what I was doing there. You, you look like you were stuck. I was just trying to help you. I look like I was stuck. <laughs> okay. I look like I was stuck, man. Did you ever watch yourself on video? Uh, okay. Right I mean, I'm just doing what I do, man. I, I, I like to keep the suspense. I'm, I look like I was stuck. Oh, my God. Okay. Thank I'm you. My bad. Yeah, you do. I mean, you're going to do this on the Roddy's rant, too, huh, aren't you? You already is going to do this on the Roddy's rant. I haven't got a good rant one time. It's like Roddy. I will make sure that I mute myself during your rant tonight. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. 
And this is probably the time I'm going to ask you questions on Beer My Rap. <laughs> crazy, crazy. How was your week, man? Uh, it was good, you know. I, um, I had a battle buddy reach out to me and told me, hey, you know, when are you going to visit? How was the trip, by the way? You went to the trip. I saw the trip. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, I went there, and I, I learned a lot about him. I, I guess he's a, he's a fisherman now. Oh, he's a fisherman. Yes, I ate my first real fish, mm-hmm. like breaded. And uh, after after I ate it, uh, you know, I was like spitting out the bones. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You, you always hiding here, man. I always got me on the screen by myself, man. I'm just kind of getting <laughs> kind of sick of it. <laughs> I had to go ahead and adjust the camera. You always. I'm my... putting the camera on the best feature of the show. I'm not arguing Should that not point. Should not me. I'm not arguing that point. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just like, man, I do. I am talking to somebody here. I don't want to be so look like I'm talking to myself. You always like always trying to hide from the camera. <laughs> it is kind of crazy. You know, I, I I think I'll get better once once I start losing. So health wise, uh, I'm getting better. Sorry, you lost I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm getting back to normal. But yeah, you know this when it's normal. Yeah. Doing two, three miles, <laughs> trying to do a day, yeah. Uh, well, so my battle buddy, he reached out to me. Hey, when are you going to visit? And, you know, mm-hmm. if you have a battle buddy that reaches out to you and says something like that, that you've been to combat with, then it, it don't matter. You, 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 you find a way. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife kept asking me about it, and I'm like, I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. But... You know, when a when a battle buddy tells me, "Hey, this needs to happen," or "Hey, let's visit or something," then you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. So we went. To, I went to Minnesota. I did some fishing. Um, I think his name is Darwin. You don't know who you went to Minnesota. Well, with? I it, it was it was Darwin, but I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name you went, correct. Okay, hold on. So you went to Minnesota to your battle buddy. You know no, my battle buddy's name's Sarpo. Oh, okay, and he okay. we had him on Friday. Oh, okay. He never did a broadcast ever before, and he loved it. He's like, I, 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 I can see how this is rehabilitating, and oh, you know, the more the more DJs that try it, you know, to do the show. They'll find out. It is. It it is rehabilitating. It's very very rehabilitating. That's why I come back all the yeah. time. You, don't you have to to deal with me. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a dilemma. I have to deal with you and <laughs> be on the show with you and all. And that. you gotta smell me, because I know I know that I don't smell like flowers. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I come in, I deal with the smell, you know, shoot, I guess, I don't know, helping my rhinitis. I did happen. bring Febreze, so that, no, that you know. don't help, that don't help. I, you Ouch. Don't, like, you, you don't see me, like, spraying you as soon as you And he's in. teasing, guys, I'm not, I don't stink that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he, he doesn't stink that bad, he doesn't stink. Oh, but, yeah. So what did you do for the weekend? Um, not much. Um, kind of kept it local and just, uh, I probably will be doing a comedy show on, uh, Avanti's uh, here in Denver. Okay. Downtown Denver on, I don't know. I got to check the date. I think it's the third week, uh, third Wednesday of this month. So I'm not sure if it's the 15th or the 20th or something like that. But, uh, 
Yeah, I've been working on some material. Awesome. Awesome. I'm sure you've wrote plenty of material just spending two hours with me every month. Oh, man. You you got a whole block. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just trying to describe, you know, what, you know, Mr. Clean look. (laughs) Right. And then next Monday, we're going to have special guests in studio. Rosa, she's also a comedian. Yeah, and I'm ready to get it on. You see, we can do our comedic, you know, for Oh, that's going to be a funny show. That yeah, is going to be a funny show. You know, before we get it started, um, I want to reiterate real quick that we are supported and partnered with Internet Radio Network, IRN, Sky Blue Radio, Star Basics, DV Radio, and Operation Good Boy, <clears throat> of course. Um other than that, you know, before you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about because I I think you you wanted to talk about it a little bit. What happened in Alabama? Because you came Ooh. in saying that you haven't did, seen it. This I long have long I long have long. not. You are constantly on TikTok and like my first TikToks on what was it Sunday? My first five TikToks was about this this brawl that happened in Alabama. Okay, it was a brawl and uh, it was a guy. And it was kind of racial. I ain't going to lie. It was kind of racial. Um, a black guy, he was a security guard. And a platoon boat came in and parked on a dock. Okay. Uh, the security guard came up and he kind of asked him, like, y'all can't you know, dock here. You know, we got a riverboat coming in right behind you. That's This is the dock designed for. The family didn't care. Uh, it was a white family. Uh, the, the family didn't care at all whatsoever. Uh, they just went on and docked the boat anyway. So the the security guard ended up like the riverboat was coming, you know, so he ended up moving the boat like, you know, a couple of inches up. Well, the family didn't like that, you know, so they came and they jumped on the black security guard. White family jumped on the black security guard. Uh, but the boat that was coming in yeah. was a uh, ferry boat and it was full of black people that was watching it. So, like, you had black people jumping off the boat to go help the security guard that was getting jumped. And once the, as soon as the boat docked, oh, my God, a whole brawl just bumped out. People were getting hit with chairs and stuff like that. It's not really funny because, like, both people on both sides did get arrested for, you know, fighting. But, you know, it just showed, like, what the heck you know, and, and that was Alabama too. It I, was Alabama. I, I think like, there's certain states that are racist more than others. Yeah, if that makes sense. Uh, hello, how are you, Brian? Yeah, how you doing? Um, well, so with that being said, before we go on break. Your comedy tour that you're getting... Well, not comedy tour. tour uh, come on. Your, 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 your comedy I'm, I'm, session. I might do a show. I might do a show. Okay. I'm saying I might do a show. On uh, the Ed Avantes, I got invited back. So let's, let's see if I can do it. I got some stuff written up. Um, we'll see where we can go from there. Okay. I'll let you know when I get more um, stuff. I'm going to try to exercise it out, do some little open mics out there, and make sure my, my material is funny. I think it is pretty funny, though, but... I bet Denver uh, Denver Improv, like, if somebody wanted to try and get you somewhere, like, how would they go about it? Just write Denver Improv, or do you have well, to have an agent, or what? Well, no, um, usually it's like the comedians that come up here, they can uh, request a local comedian, and um, 
if you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, they can get you hooked up with a you know opening for you know a better known co- comic than you know yourself. So I'm uh, I'm not okay. well known yet, but yet, I, I, but I, I get there. So oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, and I think I, I think the more you do this radio show, the the more comedy that you're gonna learn just by dealing with a TBI guy like me. I mean, you're comedy by yourself, man. Ouch! I mean, you're, Ouch! You're comedy by yourself. Just kidding. All right. What's up? So, um, is there another thing that you wanted to talk about? Because if not, before we go to break, these are the um, top stories. These are the top stories that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the uh, Army Times Pentagon watchdog investigating Army harassment response after audit. Uh, DOD chief warns of disruption uh, to U.S. Army Marines lack confirmed leaders. Army Times, uh, new sergeant major of the Army calls NCO development a top priority. All right, let's do it. So uh, we're going to go ahead and go on a commercial break real quick. And when we come back, we'll be hitting the Top news and right into Roddy's rant. So whatever you do, stay with us. Don't go away. You're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the evening show. Roddy. Yeah. Been home about six months now, and I still have my doubts. I'm not sure how I got here Or how I'm gonna get out Well, my mama says I look the same As I did before I left But if she could see inside me It would scare her to death I can still taste the powder From the barrel of my gun I can hear my sergeant screaming Run, soldier, run And I can feel the backpack on my shoulders Got and wait a ton And I see death in every single thought They taught me how to put that uniform on I just can't get it Last Saturday they honored us In a small parade downtown And when they shot off those fireworks I nearly hit the ground And while they smiled and cheered for us All I could do was stare Cause part of me is here at home But part of me is back there I can still taste the powder from the barrel of my gun And I can hear my sergeant screaming, run soldier, run And I can feel the backpack on my shoulders, got and wait a ton Uniform. I just can't get 
I can still taste the powder from the barrel of my gun. And I can hear my sergeant screaming, run soldier, run. And I can feel the backpack on my shoulders, got in waiting to Taught me how to put that uniform on. I just can't get it on. Well, the devil's won some battles, and he may win some more. But don't he know the American soldier will always win? out there for beyond va you're listening to the evening show with h train and roddy what's up well i'll let you chew that up while i bring up this stuff so i talk I'm, to you i was like mid chew right there man God damn. <laughs> eating a good sandwich man that's a good sandwich though man. yeah well that's good all right we're gonna bring this up i might just be able to yeah, I'll just do this. DOD chief warns of disruption as Army Marine lacks confirmed leaders. Is this from the story from last week where um, they didn't want to address, uh, I guess, what was it, transgender people in the Marines? Um, no, I think this one's different. Let's uh, Let's check. Okay. All right, so. What we got? What we got? I'm just trying to. There we. Uh, okay, evidently that's the. No, there we go. All right. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Yep, that's it. All right, I'll ignore that one, yeah. All right, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin warned that troops' readiness and retention is at risk if Army Chiefs step down Friday, leaving the military's two ground combat forces without Senate confirmed leaders for the first time in history. Speaking during a ceremony at Joint Joint Base Meyer Henderson Hall, Austin said the Senate's failure to confirm the service's new leaders is disruptive to the force and could impact relationship with allies and partners around the globe. Yeah, this is that story. I it guess. is. There okay. Is that story, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the Senate is holding up all the, what is it, the, the confirmation of all the top uh, Leaders? Yes. Yeah, the Senate is the, the government is. They're still they're, they're still, still holding it up. Okay. And, and if I'm not mistaken, it's um the Alabama, old ex Alabama coach, um Tubbyville. Tubby Tubbyville. If I'm, if I'm not lying. I gotta look this one up. Hold on a second. Okay. This is um the Senate if I'm not mistaken, that is that story where the Tubbyville let me see. Yeah, because when I looked on the front page, it said top stories. So yeah. since it said top stories, I figured that's one thing that we really need to do. Also, um, so 
I'm not a VSO and I'm not an advocate, but I'm hearing from a lot of people and and please no, definitely over, if you hear me. I'm sorry, this is over the abortion policy. This okay. is okay, that that's what I was mistaken. Okay. So he is holding up the thing because saying somebody was in like say the state of Texas there and uh Lackland Air Force Base, I'm just throwing one out there. Okay. And you know, somebody got somebody pregnant and the person that the person that's pregnant don't you know, well the female that's pregnant doesn't want to have the baby. They right. can't have an abortion in the state of Texas. Got it. And if they was to go to another state and then come back to duty, they can possibly get arrested. Right. Okay. For, uh, for having an illegal abortion because they in the state of, you know, Texas. But you say if that's a female, you know, troop that got um uh pregnant, uh so to say, and she doesn't want to have the baby. Uh, because she wants to continue her own military career, she's you know stuff is not the right time for her, which is understandable. Um, she's going to be forced to have that baby if she's stationed as you know in Texas. In, in Texas, right? Okay. So and then Tupperville is holding up the vote because some of the military, I guess, some of the military leadership's like, okay, this is what this woman wants to do. She let her have an abortion, you know, whatever, you know. So, but they're not. I think this is led by. Uh, Tupperville, Tubby Tupperville, the center of Tupperville. Okay. So yeah, he's holding up the votes for all the the higher ups and stuff. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah, um, we're not supposed to talk politics, right? right. That's true. That's but this true. is how we how we supposed to get around this. I know, right? How are we supposed I, to get I, around I was, this? I was thinking the same thing. The Senate is actually holding up a military vote. I, in fact, this is something where you know. I understand our military members that act are active duty. They can't say nothing about it, even though it's, it's affecting their lives. Yeah, they can't say anything about it because it's affecting their lives right now. You know, say that um, a lot of troops down there. You know, somebody meets somebody and yay, they have a baby, and it happens all the time. You know, especially after you know basic training, tech school, and they get get over there, and somebody gets a baby. You know, ill time, you know, slick sleeve, <laughs> you know, I call them Marion Base, I don't know what y'all call them, private what? what slick sleeve, what is a slick sleeve? Uh, E-nothing? He's, well, the E-ones, what's the E-ones? Oh, E-ones is just private. It's always just a private. So. Yeah, now so, if if you see an article or something that says private, private. private first class, that private, pri- I don't know, what, what was it? it was. We say Airman Basic in, in the okay. Air Force, so, but yeah. like. I no, it was private second class. That's what it was. That's oh, private a, second class. That's what E two. That's a fancy word for, you know, for that. So oh, E two. <laughs> but yeah, that that's. I I think that's pretty pretty ugh, shady for our government, pretty much. So that's true. Yeah, uh, so much. That's cool. That's very true. Well, you know, she has a point. It it shouldn't. But the thing is, is this isn't the only thing that, like, the politicians keep, like, fighting over. I mean, look at how long it took us to pass the PACT Act, you know? Yeah. But she's exactly right. Obviously. Now, the other one that uh, I want to bring on is the Pentagon watchdog investigating Army harassment response after audit. Okay. So it says, and I'll share this with everybody. Yeah, just do that. Because so, you're fifth grade reading level. <laughs> Defense Department Investigator General is reviewing the Army's harassment prevention response programs 
According to official notice, the move comes months after Army audit criticized the service ability to identify and implement actionable recommendations on preventing slimmer uh, harmful behavior. The Defense Department inspection aims to determine the effectiveness of the Army actions to prevent and respond to harassment of soldiers, including sexual harassment, bullying, and hazing, and in accordance with the federal and DOD policies, according to the notice letter. In addition to interviews with Pentagon-based Army officials, the investigator uh, general planned to visit Fort Cavios, which also known is I, I believe it's Fort Hood, and uh, Fort Cavios is Fort Hood. I think so. Yeah, it's Fort Liberty. It, that's County. where that's Fort Hood's in Texas. I mean, it says yeah, uh, Fort Texas. That's Kaleen, though. That's Kaleen. But remember, they changed all the names to like that had the. Where did this happen? Uh, I mean, Fort Hood was it. the hood. Yeah. They, we they to, talked about it. I've never been to Fort Hood. Every, I, I drove by there. I was like, man, that's, that's pretty gangster. So I guess every Confederate <laughs> every Confederate soldier, like general or whatever. Oh, Hood was a, a Confederate? I did not I, know that. I guess so. And they changed it. I mean, I don't know what Fort Liberty is. Uh, North Carolina, would that be Fort Bragg? That could be Fort Bragg. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know my forts. <laughs> I know my bases. My Air Force bases. Yeah, I know. Like I, I know. know my, I don't know my Army bases that well. I don't either. Oh, I man, wasn't I, stationed I, at any of those. So. I, don't, I don't know. What, did you change Fort Carson? You know, else down south? Did they change that at all? Or you know, <laughs> you know, they changed things so many times. I, I I have a hard time keeping up with it. I know that Big Red One. They was in Germany. They disactivated uh, the engineers and they sent them to. Kansas, and I I believe they're Kansas, either that or Leavenworth. I I I don't I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> I, you know, some people saying you know a lot of people like Holly Flores. What's up? How you yeah, doing? thank you for listening to us, Holly. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, so it's, yeah, I guess they did. So mm, Fort Cov- Canvos, Cavios. Yes. It's, it's kind of like what I think about the Sears Tower. It's not called Sears Tower. It's called Willis Tower in Chicago. That's right. I mean. Kind of like. We're still going to call it Sears Tower. Chicago. Right. Everybody that's, you know, old school Chicago, we, we're never going to call it the Willis Tower. It's the Sears Tower. Right. Or the formerly known as. If it's that's for hood, I can't even pronounce Cal- Cal- I agree. I agree. Cal- you know. And, then, and, and you know what? If I was still in, I probably got in trouble for that. Just like. The Denver Broncos football field, no matter what it, the company name is, is always mile high. Yeah, mile high stadium. <clears throat> you just have some names. You're you're just not gonna. Yeah, you know they can uh, they can try change, but it's 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 not gonna work. Not gonna change. Yeah, not gonna. Um, also, I wanted to bring up something that Brandy brought up to me today. All right, go ahead. And the question is: Is there anybody? Anybody at all that is listening that have questions about the PACT Act? Because I'm not a VSO. I actually got one. Okay. So, like, how do you know that you, um, because, um, like, I actually went into VA.gov the the other day. Yeah. And um, you have to actually put PACT Act in the, the claim. Like, the, the claim of the... That's the, a good question. Yes. I'll look that up. Um, 
because I, I was trying to go ahead and do that too, just like put my claim in. I, just, I didn't understand that you have to put the pack back. Well, so this is something that I learned uh-huh. real quick. Go ahead. That uh, I'm not a VSO and I'm not a service officer, but when I was talking to Steph the other day, she kind of reiterated what I what I what I heard, and that is if you have a hundred percent with the VA right now. Okay. Okay. I'm not there yet, but yeah, let's go ahead. But if you have a hundred percent with the VA, mm-hmm. don't even worry about putting in a claim for the PACT Act because when what? you put, from what I hear, when you put in a claim for the PACT Act, mm-hmm. then they're going to grab your whole packet and they're going to start looking and say, "Hmm, when's the last time he had his headaches or or whatever uh, sign, you know, stuff." So that's what I've been told from this uh, other person. I do know it's 15 or 20 years that you're in a disability and then, you know, you don't have to worry about, like, uh, the uh, uh, evaluations and stuff. Uh, Let's see here. She sent me this, Brandy did, so that I could share this so that, well, that worked out well. That works Awesome. Yeah, that worked out well. You you sitting in that helm so we can make our life easier and and you just make it more tough for us. Oh, my God. But, you know, so that's what I was told. Um, If anybody has any better comment, please uh, let me know. <clears throat> but, yeah, August 9th. It's, it's Wednesday, by the way. Yeah, I know. This Wednesday, yeah. Get that packed up information and try to force it I in there. I wonder why and it's And get it not... in there real good. This Wednesday is when you is your last day to file for the PAC Act or have put your intent to file. And that's what I was trying to do, just make sure that the intent to file thing was there. All right, did you just miss that whole thing? Yeah, no. we can't access it now. Man. We might as well. No, I, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. Brandy uh, sent it to me. I'll uh, I'll try to work on it a little bit later. Uh, also, where was the uh, what we got? This one right here, the top priority. The that new was, sergeant major yeah, of the army. The new sergeant major of the army. The sergeant major of the army. Let's see, who was your sergeant major of the army? I don't keep up with your army stuff. Oh my gosh, I. I don't even remember. You don't even remember. I don't even remember. Like, I know who the chief master sergeant Air Force is now. (laughs) I know it's a female. Is it still the female? It's the female. Her name is um, Base. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Ah, See, I knew my person. Because a person got in trouble for calling it uh, Base. (laughs) Okay. It's pretty funny. Or a bad. All right. So, we're going to add this. Yeah, what do we got? On here. That's not it. Look at you. Where are you doing? And you were interrupting me during my oh, I know. coming in, and you're not ready. He said, like, we got him coming in right now. He stopped that word for a millisecond. I've got to jump in because he can't read. I've been killing it all day. I was like, why are you interrupting me? I'm just starting to. It's New- timing. It's timing. New Sergeant Major, the Army calls NCO development a top priority. Um, it says Wednesday media event providing his Friday assumption of responsibility as the 17th Sergeant Major of the Army. Sergeant Major Michael R. Weimer confessed that he devi- uh, deviated from the footsteps of his forebears. <clears throat> 
My father was an officer and my grandfather was an officer, Weirman said. My daughter's on a journey to actually being an officer. Oh, okay. Oh, so you okay? Yeah. Okay, well, well, Weenan wanted to be non-commissioned officer for almost the start of his military career, though he admitted he wasn't not, no, not sure that he understood why at the time. Uh, now, the service is top enlisted soldier nearly three decades in special operations, and you just took it away from me. No, I just took this away. So, that, <laughs> so that's easier to read for you. It's worse for me. I'm yeah, real yeah. there now. All right. Uh, where am I? You you, lost me. you made me lose my place. Okay. Weimer said he wanted to be a non-commissioned officer. Yeah, I just said that. That okay. whole I did that whole thing. Okay. okay. <laughs> Killing me, man. Uh, as what he could consider to be the matrix of his success for his tenure as Sergeant Major of the Army, Weiner is Wimmer. Is that a, yeah, that's a Wimmer. Yeah, Wimmer. Your guess is as good as mine. That's Wimmer. Wimmer explained the importance of the enlisted leaders to play playing. In making the army the envy of the world. Wow, the army the envy of the world? What's the Air Force? You know, I like to do that. <laughs> I don't know. We Stop it. <laughs> uh, his response echoed one of the truths of the special operations. Humans are more important than hardware. I beg to differ on that one. <laughs> While we spend a lot of money on hardware. All right, what we got? We always talk about modernizing, uh, modernizing the tank. Absolutely critical. Modernizing the next generation squad weapon. Absolutely, are all critically important. He said. But modernizing the innovation, professional development of leader, leader development of leaders that we're going to need for 2020, 2040, and beyond. I'm passionate about that. And that's what I'm going to do. Talk about for the four years from now. So yeah, I guess he wants to include all the NCO leadership. So yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, well, you know, he has to do. He has to do something because he's doing the officer thing, though. He's doing the officer thing. See, like I, what I remember, like especially when officers make colonel, you know, or you know, general, especially they have to change something. You know, they have to try to make a change and. You know, the Air Force, that benefits everything. You make it better. You know, like, you know, I don't know. Y'all used to do it at the reflective belts. Yep. I was getting ready to say, remember, they did change the PT test. Yeah, the PT test, the reflective belts. When we we was running with reflective belts, I used to hate that. Yes. I used to hate it because, one, our uniform was already reflective. So why do we need reflective belts? Um, But... We had to wear the reflective belts around our waist mm-hmm. or our shoulders and stuff like that. That was officers yeah. that, that made that rule. Yeah, and so. we used to make fun of it by, you know, hey, where's where's Hunt? I don't know. Look for the reflector belt, you know, because we, we had to wear that on our yeah on our stuff, so that, on FOB. Outside the wire, we didn't. So this uh, new sergeant major of the Army is just basically trying to do something that he would have done. Like you said, his grandfather and his father and his daughter are becoming officers or were, were officers and his daughter's becoming an officer. He's trying to do something like if he was, he was an officer. I mean, Sergeant Major Air Force has to make sure everybody's just good, right? I, that's what I thought. He just had to make sure everybody was good. Everybody, all the listed folks were good. We're good. You know, y'all, y'all good? Your morale is good? Is everything else good? That's all, all right. we do? That was my job. You know, you don't go overstep bounds like that, but I guess he wants to change something. 
He wants to change the development of the leadership of the NCO, non-commissioned officer leadership. That's your... Well, and I hope he does because, you know, I was talking with my battle buddy about it this week. You know, the one thing that it was in the military and it was a lot worse over in states than it was in Germany is the military is very cliquish. You have your groups. Oh, that's never going to change. You that's, don't never, think so? that's never going to change. You're going to have your motorcycle club. You're going to have your smoker club. You're going to have the 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 rap. It's, it's just never going to change. It's just it's how we do things. It's just how we coordinate. I mean, I hate to say that, you know, when you come in the military, it's like a, I don't want to say prison atmosphere. I'm not going to say it. But, <laughs> but it is sort of. You, you gravitate to what you know. So, like, you know, when I went to a base and... I mean, I just couldn't jump in front of, like, you know, five white guys. I had to know them first before, you know, talking to them and make sure, hey, do you want to hang around me? We don't listen to country and stuff like that. I mean, work-wise, yeah. But, you know, like, I couldn't, like, we was in the dorms. I just couldn't be like, hey, man, what's up? You know, what's going on? You know, I was easier to do that with another black guy because I had to figure out where I get my hair cut at because I couldn't do it at the base, you know, because I'm going to get the box cut. I want I wanted a fade at the time. I wanted right. a nice, clean fade, and, you know, I couldn't get that with the Floby cuts that they was giving out at the BX and stuff like that. Right. I couldn't do that. Right. So I had to get my information somewhere, like, you know, that generally towards me. It wasn't that it was racist. It was just like, okay, where do you get your hair cut at? You got a nice haircut. That's kind of like what I want. So – you can't cut a white guy's hair same as you cut my hair. Look and see, I end up like with your hair. Right. So, so it's just uh, basically, uh, yeah, it, you're not gonna stop the clickish. It's just, it, it's just, it's never gonna stop. You just, you can conform it, I guess. I mean, and tailor it. You know, that forces you can work together. But other than that, uh, you're not gonna stop the clicks. That's yeah, cool. that's true. Well, you know, but you don't think leadership could do that. Uh, leadership can do. Well, how are you going to make somebody like somebody else? I mean, it, I mean, it's not. Well, when we be were possible. privates, they made me. They made me bunk with uh, another kid that got in trouble. So yeah, I know I get it. Like basic training, we all had to work together and everything else like that. This just showed that you can you know work with people without any any complications. But as soon as basic training over, we went to our clicks. We right after basic training, you went to your clicks. Whoever listening to like rock and roll and heavy metal, I'm not sticking with you. I'm sorry, or you know, people who listen to country, I'm not sticking with them and partying with them. I'm, I, it's not. I had nothing against them. It's just right. not my scene. It's just not my scene. I mean, and they didn't. They're, not, they're not going to come and watch hip hop with me. <laughs> right. You know, are you going to come to my Bears games? You a Bronco fan? <laughs> I mean, that's that's all. You, that, you that, make that, a good point. That that's the series. You're not going to stop the clicks. You're okay. not going to stop the all clicks. Right. You're going to help people work together. I mean, we're going to work together regardless, but you're not going to stop the clicks. So here's a question for our listeners. I I'd like to know: Do you think that if you got in the right click in the military, do you think that you'd still be serving today? No, I mean. No, nah, there was no way. I did 20 years. I wasn't going to go at that. But if you were in the right clique, I mean, uh, like, I when you go in college, you do a sorority house. Now, I got, I admit there was the good old boy clique. That's what needs to be abolished, the mm. good old boy clique in, in the military where, you know, you got all the preferential treatment, you got all the great assignments, and, you, you know, you were, you were going to get favorable treatment. There is a good old boy clique that's still, if that's what he's talking about, I'm all for it. They can get rid of that clique. 
But other than that, yeah, you're not getting rid of clicks. It's just it's just the way it is. People are gonna do their work. They're gonna go home. They're gonna hang with who they want to hang with. You're gonna have the the jocks who likes to play sports and basketball all the time. Just because this person likes to play Dungeons and Dragons, is he gonna come out there like, oh yeah, you can come and join us? That's not gonna happen. It's just you're not gonna force somebody to like somebody outside, you know, off duty hours. All right. And stuff like that. So it's just not gonna happen. The clicks are not going anywhere in the military ever. I, I can I can put my whole thing in it. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. It is. Yeah, you're not ready for it yet. You're not ready for it. Don't put it in there and say it's time for Roddy's Red, and it's you ain't ready for it. He's gonna say that, and so you go. You you just say uh, that speech. You know what? I really missed the what the segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, bring it back. You don't have to bring it back. Bring it back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Roddy's rant. You'll be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get you programmed. Can you curse on it? You can't curse on it. Can it doesn't matter what you think. It looks like you lost another one. This is Roddy's rant. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I... I'm the man up in this piece. King Kong ain't got it on me. It's been a long time. You can do this to me. I'm winning anyway. I'm winning. I'm... All right. Today's Roddy's rant for what is it? Seventh, uh, seven um, August. We in August right now, 2023. Again, these are my words, and this does not um, affiliate with anybody or associate with anybody of NBR. Especially this guy right next to me. Even though, see, now this is the one time I do want to bring you in my Roddy's rant. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he put he put himself on mute finally, but now I kind of want to put you on the Roddy. Don't put you. You can put it back on. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so how long did you serve, Joel? Just some kind of nerves. Uh, nine and a half years. Nine and a half years. Okay, that qualifies you. Um, I served twenty years in the United States Air Force. I retired. Um, there's a lot of people, it makes us veterans. Right. Um, I have a medal and I'm, I'm real proud about is the combat action medal. Um, I was going to bring it, but I was kind of running late today. I couldn't bring it, but, um, I have that as, as well. Yeah. The combat action medal. Uh, we got, we call it the AFCAM in the United States Air Force. And I also got the army badge too, um, for combat. Um, with that being said, we're veterans. Mm-hmm. We're veterans. We serve this country. Um, and not to um, also put you on the spot, but what's our last thing when we go off air? What's the last thing we say? We're not here for mm-hmm. us. We're here for you, giving our veterans a voice. Giving veterans a voice. So we are here on NPR um, right now because we're giving veterans a voice because we should have a voice. We should have a voice for whatever we have to say about this country. Hey, I fought for this country. I actually put my life on the line. You put your life on the line to actually fight for this country. Now, some people might have some opinion about that or anything else like that, but you said you last week you apologized for something you said because it was political. And, okay, being that you may not want, we don't want to make this a political show, I try not to, but this is my rant too, to do whatever the heck I want to do. <laughs> uh, we we should be able to say anything about any political 
person you want to. If you have something to say about Joe Biden, even though I think he's doing an okay job, all right, I'm not going to stop you. If you have something to say about Donald Trump and you don't like him, and I don't like the guy, I say, like, heck, you know, I think he's a crook. I know a con man when I see him. I kind of say it. I'm going to say it again. I know a con man when I see him. I don't like him. I have the right to say that as a veteran that fought for this country. And you have the right to say it as a veteran that fought for your country. You serve. If you put on a uniform, you have the right to say more stuff than anybody else out there to say something about it. And if anybody has a problem with it, they can come to me and talk to me about it because I serve this country. I want to I want to be able to express my opinions, especially on this platform that is built for veterans, as this one. So, I mean... You apologized and did struck a nerve. I was going to do something totally different next week, but you apologized and did struck a nerve with me. And I'm like, why is he apologizing for saying? I think the biggest thing, the reason why I apologize, me and you are different when it comes to mentality. Yeah. Like, if somebody comes over and starts attacking you or, or, or starts making fun of you or something, you're able to fight back. I don't know why, and I wonder if anybody else is like this, but when somebody strikes at me, I find it very hard to fight back. To, I, I, I find it very hard. But, but when a friend, back. but when a friend, if somebody attacks you, like I have the the, the balls of steel to be able to say something to defend. A friend. Yeah, I do appreciate that. Joel. But when, but when people like come at me, like for for example, this is a perfect example. Um, I was talking to somebody when I was doing this like rent stuff for mm-hmm. you know yeah. the studio, and you know, I explained to them my finances are kind of ran. With the VA and stuff, because I, I'm mm-hmm. mentally not capable of doing jury duty. Okay. So, I, I guess what I'm saying is, if if you can't defend your opinion, then you know that that's well, the biggest perfect, reason why I try to keep my mouth shut. Well, perfect example, but yeah, if anybody was ever come up on on you, and which they have, and they haven't responded back yet to my, you know response to them but anybody come at you and stuff like that yeah i'm, I'm taking your back 100 percent. you know it's just it's no way around it but i don't think you should be censored especially on this platform it's speaking your mind and like in this this in military broadcast radio and i'm understand like i said this is right red this is me this is not on joe it's me you if you have an issue with what i'm saying right now come at me with it don't come at joe but he should have every right to say what he wants to say about anybody especially if it's dealing with our government or our country or something like that. I have the right to say if, if my country is messing up bad. Mm-hmm. Every week I sit up here and I explain, mm-hmm. like, we're, we're inching closer to a civil war. Oh, they've already deployed four destroyers to the end of Alaska because Russia and China have moved in oh, international but, waters. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. But that's not a civil war. That's an actual war. I'm talking about a civil <laughs> war. I'm talking about a civil war right. like this has happened in our country. And I see it coming. I'm just want to let everybody know that, hey, you know, it's happening. Now, some people are like, oh, you might be, you know, messing with something or you might be stalling with something. But you have every right to say what you want and how you want because we're veterans. We're veterans. We serve this country. We, we 
We got deployed. I, I, I can't speak for Joe, but I fought for this country. I literally fought everywhere for this country. And there, that's Jeff Turner. I think he's just picking at you. Oh, you say uh, tell him Kuwait is not an appointment. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no and he was, said everyone has an army combat badge. <laughs> no, yeah, I was in Air Force by the way, and I got the combat badge. I got the combat badge, but I got the Afghan. I actually fought. I actually shot a gun. Uh, I don't want to get into the details. Cause I'm not. I mean, I'm not proud of what I done, but I did what I did. You know, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of infantry people out there that will make jokes that the only reason why we had the combat action badge is because we wasn't blue enough to hold a rifle rifle and and get the uh, the CIB badge. That's what it is, CIB badge. I don't know. I, I know. Yeah, I got a badge. combat infantry badge. Oh, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I got a badge from the army. I don't know what it was, but I got the AFCAM. That's the uh, Air Force uh, right. uh, Combat Action Medal. It's the same thing with the beret. Remember, there were like fifty percent of the army that really liked the beret, and fifty percent of them didn't like it. And they're like, "That's what special forces wear. You guys are just trying to be us," you know, kind of thing. We had that a lot in Germany. I think the only. The only military guys that really liked the beret was the ones that went to like airborne school. I had a hard time with it. I liked the old BDU cap. Yeah. Same we, thing. We wore the BDU caps and stuff like that, or the ABU or whatever caps, uh, the beanies or whatever. But um, we, um, not the, you know, the little, the little capper, the, the shade caps. I wear it all the time, man. Like, yeah. The, the, you know, not the when you were deployed, so the sun. The cowbell be, hats. I guess so. It was, yeah, we wore that. I wore the heck out of that. Anyway, yeah. But anyway, that's what I was just saying. Like, hey, you know, you're a vet. I'm a vet. We have the right to say whatever we want, whenever we want, however we want. They're lucky I'm not cursing on here. <laughs> They're lucky that I'm not cursing on here because I would curse. Uh, all over here. I mean, I think it would be true to my my form, but I try to keep it PG. You know, for purposes, you know, that keep us on the air. But other than that, because we're vets. We have the right to say exactly what we want. That's my righty's rant for uh, today. All right. Awesome. And before we go to commercial at the top of the hour, you know, <clears throat> there was a uh, TikTok that I showed to Roddy. Mm -hmm. And it was talking about how veterans... This guy's a um, uh, ex marine. He was a, a marine, huh? Can you pull it up? Yeah. What? Can you pull it up? Um, it's on the TikTok. No, you can't pull up TikTok on here. Uh, well, I don't know how to. Oh, well, never mind. Don't worry. Go ahead. Oh, she's. We're we're gonna play this so that you see exactly. Know who some of my biggest, biggest haters are? Veterans. Veterans are some of the most toxic people that exist now let's just dissect that real quick why are veterans toxic well veterans are toxic because nine times out of ten they were mistreated in the military and or they got out of the military not being able to fulfill their desire for why they joined right eight out of ten is war right they wanted to go to war because that's what makes a veteran feel like they actually served and did something which 
being a person who went to war multiple times on multiple continents, I don't see it that way. It's always funny that the ones who have done nothing are the most biggest haters out there. The ones that have done stuff, dude, I just want to see them win. So to all you veteran haters out there, keep on hailing, man. I've been in your shoes before. I know what it's like. I don't know who some... So, uh, I just, I wanted to play that because I would like to know my, I would like to know the listeners and the viewers' comments about that. that. Should have showed the dude because he was like tatted up. He's tatted up. He's very tatted up. He's got the whole Affinity War tatted on his chest. Like the Marvel's Affinity War, just like he got all over his arm and everything. So, I don't know. (laughs) He looked like a, 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 like, uh, like somebody... So the guy that was talking was Cody Alford. Cody Alford. Yeah, Cody Alford. Uh, like I said, I'm I was gonna play. I was gonna play you the TikTok, but I, I was just playing the sound. Yeah. So chew on that, everybody, while we go on a music break and top of the hour, we are joined by Operation. Rally point. So whatever you do, stay with us. Don't go away. You're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the evening show with Roddy.
Welcome back to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs outside beyond the BVA. I was going to mess that up. <laughs> VA. So we're, we're still show. waiting for our uh, guest. I'm going to send him a real quick uh, reminder. We're right. Yeah, we're we're ready for you because you know that that uh, that that time that time crap gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, time crap does get in the way sometimes. Also, uh, Holly Flores actually did uh, send a text saying that as long as Joe doesn't have an agenda, he can speak on political stuff as long as he doesn't have an agenda, which I do believe he didn't. He doesn't have an agenda. He barely has <laughs> underwear on Who, half me? the time. Yeah. Oh, no, so I have no agenda. He has no agenda. He I have no not. agenda. So when he, but he just have an opinion. He just have his opinion, and he should be able to voice his opinion. Again, that's my thoughts. That's an over rant of Roddy's rant. But, yeah, you sh- as long as you don't have an agenda, I'm okay with it, too. You know, like, you, if you don't want people to vote for Trump, you shouldn't have to vote for Trump. Yeah, if he said something like that, yeah, I would have discouraged that. But you didn't say nothing like that bad like that, so we good. But I think we got. We're, we're, we're awesome. We're awesome. We're, we're awesome. awesome. We're awesome. All right, so check this out. We have Operation Rally Point with us today. That is our interview of the week. Randy, thank you so much. You know what? I ain't even going to try your last name because I'm just going to butcher That's it. That's okay. So. It's, it's Delvo. Delvo, That's what, okay. That's what I thought. It was Delvo. You can't get the Delvo. The exit is sound. Yeah. It makes it that you go, ooh. He just wanted me to pronounce it so you could make fun of me. I mean, you weren't going to get it. You <laughs> was going to be double X. <laughs> Randy, thank you, you so much. I almost, I almost didn't make it. My iPhone, my iPhone wouldn't connect to your streaming service, so I, oh, I had to wow. pull out the laptop at the last minute. Wow. Oh, wow. It's time to upgrade that iPhone 5. Yeah, so, right? <laughs> so it's weird. You have to take that link, and instead of pasting it in Google Chrome, which most people do, you have to open up Safari because it's an Apple phone and then use it. I, I don't think that's the same with Android uh, so, but thank the, you so the, much. The for problem coming. was my my microphone and my camera wouldn't uh, wouldn't activate. So, oh, okay, all right. Well, so you get you get the crappy camera. <laughs> that that's okay. That's all right. What that's I, my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. There you go. What 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 I want to know is what inspired you to start this to get involved with Operation Rally Point and. Tell us a little bit about this nonprofit. So uh, the beginning of my story is kind of sad. My dad shot himself in the year uh, 2013. And um, when I was in the Catholic Church watching his casket go down the aisle, there were a couple of questions that were going through my brain at the time. And one of them was how many families were like mine and how many kids grew up the way I did? Um, I was very estranged from my father. We did not have a very good relationship. And um, he never told me about his military background. He was uh, on a patrol boat in Vietnam. Um, If you know anything about those guys, they had a very low survival rate. Right. And he had nightmares until the day he died. Mm. He he tried to uh, solve his problem in many different ways. Uh, Tried uh, psychologists, tried doctors, tried lots and lots of different ways to solve that problem and uh, never did. Um, After he died, I went looking for nonprofits to help, Uh, mostly selfish reasons. I wanted to know as much about my father as possible because I really never knew much about him when he was alive. And uh, 
well, after about six or seven nonprofit jobs, I found Brandon Watts in need of some branding and some marketing and some, uh, some, some help in the, in the tech arena. And he took me on. And after about three months, I knew more about my dad then than when I knew when he was alive. And so I owe Brandon Watts a huge debt of gratitude. And that is, uh, that's the beginning of my story. And that was in uh, 2016 in November. And, uh, and now the, the organization has, uh, grown into its own headquarters and uh, I'm so proud of the progress that we've made and the people that we've helped. Uh, My favorite part of the job is when I get to meet some fathers who want to be good dads to their kids. And so that's, that's my impetus. Okay. That's all right. So um, what's the, the, I mean, you know, that's a a sunburn story. I'm glad you're in, you know, doing nonprofits right now because of that story. Uh, uh, what's the purpose of your organization by chance? You know, so can you when we started that? out, our organization was to help veterans transition from military to civilian life. Okay. No matter how long they left the service, no matter right. who they were, no matter what the state of their DD-214 was. Nowadays, what we had to do because we, we had to form a board and we had to stop being uh, loose cannons, so to speak, and doing whatever the hell we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to uh, kind of focus our efforts into a direction that was the most help. And that happens to be the homeless veteran problem. Wow. And so what we do is we provide, uh, for the most part, we provide temporary shelter for those that are about to take advantage of the, uh, the HUD-VASH and the SSVF programs. Because as you know, uh, sometimes it takes months for those programs to activate after you right. sign up for them. Right. And so if you're on the streets, you, you, I mean, where are you going to go for four months? Right. Exactly. Um, the other thing is uh, if, if we have a, a veteran in need and they need a place to live and they lost their place to live, if they're out of a job or <clears throat> uh, disabled for some reason, um, we we can provide them a place to live in, in not just a, a hotel. We have a number of apartments available now in, in our programs. We're also looking at lots and lots of ways for veterans to get back on their feet. Uh, jobs programs that have come and gone. There's always lots and lots of local businesses that uh, that want to take advantage of that. Um, we uh, every once in a while we get to give away a car to some hardworking oh, wow. veteran that's, uh, that's that's looking for transportation. Wow, that's great. Um, we have a number of videos on Facebook that uh, that that have some really cool reactions mm-hmm. from from uh, those veterans and the public. Uh, there was this one veteran that I remember. Um, he his car was stolen, Ooh. and his car was in an impound, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let him take it out unless the unless he paid three hundred dollars. He didn't have three hundred dollars. Yeah, and so uh, we we helped we helped the money, and we helped him uh, get some essentials for daily living and uh, got him back on his feet. And that was a really, it was a really good feel good story. Not, we don't really get to tell those stories all the time because the, the end of the story isn't, you know, a, a, a big celebration. Sometimes it's just, Hey, you're back on your feet and right. you're, you're, you're at, you're at the level everybody else is. Congratulations. Now go do good. <laughs> and, uh, but every once in a while, you know, we, we get one of those stories that we can brag on and that's that, it makes it all worth it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. 
So um, 720-619-0627. Our phone lines are open, so if anybody wants to call in and ask Randy DeVoe, since uh, H-Train can never say it, <laughs> Randy DeVoe, uh, where are you um, located at? Where's your um, nonprofit located at? My 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 home office is in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and, uh, about thirty minutes from Green Bay, Wisconsin, in See? a little town called Pulaski. Oh, Pulaski. We have about four thousand people here. Mm-hmm. About half a mile, a- half an hour from uh, Lambeau Field. Oh, you just you know. And uh, our I- office, our main our our main office is in Monroe, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, you, I'm here with my family yeah, in Wisconsin. You almost lost have, me. There. Have been the whole time. You almost lost me because I'm a Chicago Bear fan. I'm from Chicago, and you was oh all oh hey stuff. And I'm like, aside hey. from the Packers, the Bears are my favorite football team. <laughs> How, how's that? How's that? As a you know, you can't be a Packer fan and then run to be a Bears fan. You sure know. can. I don't know. I you, sure know. Can. you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that in Chicago. I know that. <laughs> you can't. You can probably well, do it in Chicago. You just get made fun of. No, you don't make They don't make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make fun. Chicago is one of my favorite places to visit. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, I'm just giving you a little bit of hard time. So, <laughs> but you oh, said sure. so, so. You have more offices other than uh, Green Bay and uh, Georgia, right? No, we don't have we don't have a home. That's my home office. Oh, that's, that's where I work office. from. Okay. Um, I being being a tech guy, I I get the freedom to work wherever I want, right? Right. So I I live here with my family. I've always been the guy in the chair. Brandon's always been the guy in the street. And uh, now we have a number of people working with us in our Monroe office, and they're able to do a lot of the work that I used to do. And uh, I'm I'm so grateful for their for their volunteering. And uh, so grateful to uh, to allow us to do new things. Oh, definitely great, great. We got a question. Well, no, I was you know the only you kind of touched off of it earlier how you guys used to not really have criteria and you had to you had to cram it down a little bit because you guys were loose canyons. One of the things that I just wanted to make sure is. You know, if a veteran doesn't have a VA disability, like rating, you know, he's out. Are you guys still going to help him? I mean, is it a, is it kind of a case by case thing? Yeah. Our vetting doesn't have anything to do with the VA. Our vetting has everything to do with whether or not you served and how capable you are to get back on your feet. If you're not able to get back on your feet or if you have a condition that doesn't allow you to improve yourself, then we we get you to some help. We but we can't help certain people because we're not we're not medical professionals. Right. Right. So if if we come across somebody that is in need of the help that we can't provide, we make sure we get them to the right place. Awesome. Awesome. So how does a veteran get in contact with your organization? Like how how would they like if they are in need, how would they get in contact and what would they need to prove that, you know, they serve I'm assuming a DD two fourteen, but uh, a DD two fourteen will do, a a a, a government ID will do. And so they just like, um, how did they get in contact with you? I mean, for besides just uh, hit hit our website oprallypoint.org. dot org. Rally point, okay. And and visit our veteran in crisis veteran, link. The veteran crisis and send us a message. So they, or go ahead, or hit hit the website and give us a call at the number on the website. That changes sometimes and. So uh, the website's always the best place to get the most current information. Uh, how long does it um, take for you to somebody to get back to that veteran, that veteran, uh, after he sends Sometimes instantly. 
instantly? It depends on a workload. Oh, we got a call. We might have a question. Let's get it in. All right. Let's get a question. Do I answer that? Yeah. No, I I answer it. Hi, you on air. Hello? 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 Yeah. You're, you're, you're listening to the evening show. Caller, state your name and what do you? What's your question? Hey, uh, Joel, it's uh, JT. Hey, JT, how are you? How you doing? Good, man. Hey, uh, thanks for for bringing this uh, Operation Rally Point on. I, I've been listening here in uh, the house, and let me tell you, um, everything that that those guys uh, has. I think it's Brandon. You said what his name is. He, that, all that stuff is awesome. Awesome. That is so incredibly awesome that he's out there and his team's out there taking care of, of veterans that need it. Um, my question is, is what, what is the challenge that he has? What's the hardest thing that he and his team have to do to continue to be successful? And how can we help? Great question. Great question. I think the hardest thing for us as a charity is always going to be fundraising because the, at the level that you perform – you're always pushed toward growth. Um, fundraising is something that comes secondary to us from doing the good work. And mm-hmm. that's very common. There's two kinds of charities out there. There's the ones that raise the money and there's ones that do the good work. And we concentrate yeah, on doing right. the thing as much as we can with the, with the money that we have. Right and on. if you still there, yeah, he's still here. Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. Oh, okay. And, and if, if, if you want to help us out, Hit our website, oprallypoint.org. Throw a couple bucks in the hat. Every little bit counts, buddy. And I'm getting ready to so, share that website as well. Thank you very much. Good. Thanks, Brent. I really appreciate the hard work that you guys are doing. Um, I'll, I'll get with you offline and maybe how Sky Blue Ridge is I appreciate your good involved. words, brother. Thank you. Uh, appreciate okay. you. Appreciate okay. the call, JT. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you, JT. And, you know, that is one of our sponsors, one of our partners, Sky Blue Radio. So, you know, I should say we're like six radio stations all together for one mission, and that's to get this information out. So really appreciate you uh, coming on and and talking with us. Definitely. All right. Thank you. Now we have um, this. No, no, this is, I don't think this is the right website. Okay. Uh, it's oprallypoint.org, O-P-R-A-L-L-Y-P-O-I-N-T.org. Oprallypoint.org. Okay, well, I just gave them a free Warren, shout Warren Scott looks like a great person, but that's not the, that's not the right. Uh, <laughs> that was like he was an Air Force guy right there. I don't know what's going on. He's, he's looking sharp in that picture. Yeah, yeah I gave him a free uh, shout out. Well, I guess we got to come <laughs> Hey, everybody, everybody's doing the same good work in this sector, man. Yeah, definitely. If they're, if they're, we can get them on. I mean, yeah. So what we got, we, we getting, uh, Operation Rally Point. Uh, is that the one we just saw? Well, uh, we're no, fixing to find is out. Is that it? I Wait, think this is it. I think, yeah, I think well, go it. ahead and, go ahead and pop it up. We'll see. We got you. We got you right here. Second time, third time's a charm. <laughs> we got it up. Here it is. He's gonna. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yes, that's it. There okay. it is. All right. So uh, our founders, you know, I'll, we'll, uh, if, if you could tell us a little bit there's about mi- Brandon Watts. Brand- All right. Mr. Brandon Watts is an 11 Bravo Infantry veteran, mm-hmm. and uh, he was in the invasion of Iraq. Okay. 
his beautiful wife Gun is right next to him, and their lovely daughter Leia. Oh, that's cute. And uh, they they are an amazing little family. I I I got get the privilege to stay with them every once in a while when I when I come to Georgia, and get some FaceTime with uh, with the people that work with us, and some of the people that we help. Brandon has become one of my best friends, and I will never ever forget him. That's awesome. That's how you make friends. Like I didn't know this guy. Yes, sir. My whole military career, and I came into military broadcast radio, and we're knuckleheads now. So, yeah, we, we oh, work in service to others is the closest thing to prayer. Definitely. Yeah, we just had a listener right. Wow, eleven Bravo. <laughs> you know, that's one thing that I do remember. I would go remember going to Meps, and my dad is like, "Hey." If they tell you to do 11 Bravo, tell them to stick it up their thing. And so that's what I did. They're like, okay, 12 Bravo? 12 Bravo? And I'm like, okay, all right. You know, that's good. You know? Wow. Talk now, about him is Mr. Johnny Grimes. Yeah, below him. And Mr. Johnny Grimes is one of Brandon's best friends, and he is an amazing gentleman himself. Hmm. Um, he is one of, the, one of the first veterans that we helped with our services. He was living in Alaska um, and uh, Brandon brought him all the way out to Georgia oh, wow. to help him get his life back together. That is, that is a long way right there <laughs> from Alaska to Georgia. And, and then there's Beth Briel. Unfortunately, Beth um, is no longer with us. She passed away oh, uh, last year. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. All right. And, and those are our founders. Oh, well, that's great. It's a great it's organization. Awesome. And just so everybody knows, uh, well, we're we're gonna put here the contact phone number. You know, you guys, you was asking how to get in contact with them. I think yes. I can speak for every nonprofit. Email is best, but the phone number to call is four seven zero eight three three seven eight six two, or you can reach out to MBR and we'll. Really we'll good. connect you with them a as well. And, you know, that's that's what all of us nonprofits usually do. You know, like you were saying, you know, maybe you can't help somebody because that's not your mission. But you guys guide them to who they need to talk to. Absolutely. So, the the navigation of, of resources is the most difficult thing for any veteran of any kind. And even if they don't need the kind of help that we provide, um, the, the, the breadth and wealth of services out there for veterans is so huge and so cryptic because the, it's a, it's a slow moving beast, right? right? So there is help out there for everybody, absolutely everybody. But the thing is, is that you may have to wait for that help and you may have to go digging for it a little longer than you want to. We can help you dig. And we can help you wait. All right, that's awesome. Um, how many? Um, I hate to put you on the spot, but how many like veterans have you helped to date? Um, let's see. I think the the running number every year is somewhere around five hundred. Five hundred. Wow. wow, that is a lot of veterans. Yeah. I need to do better. Yes. And, and the thing is, is that we. I just lost count after a while. It's, oh, it, yeah, it's you just, do. You, you lose you, count you just, if you're. Mm hmm. Because when you're doing things so you know, when you're doing so many things, you just you don't think to count that. So you you, you lose. I, count. I, I, don't I, exactly. I I don't. I'm not. I'm not the person. On, I'm not the boots on the ground. But I get to listen to the stories, right. and I get to listen to. I, I get to listen about what these people go through, 
And let me tell you, I don't think there's any marginalized group in the United States that goes through what veterans go through. No, mostly because mostly because they won't take much help at all. They don't want your pity. Right. They, they want help every once in a while because they need it. Yeah. They're, they're more apt to take help from another veteran. And sometimes yeah. it takes another veteran to convince somebody that they need some help. That is true. That is true. That is, that is very true. That is correct. All right. We want to go to the, to the you know, to the, time shine. Uh, you don't have any other questions? I think I'm good. I, All righty then. Well, I'm going to explain to you what the time to shine is, or would you like to explain to him and then we'll do it? Uh, well, don't we play the song first and then have the time? Yeah, I guess uh, we could totally do that. Okay, okay here we go. Right, time to shine. Let's see. This is the time to shine, baby. It's the time to shine. So, Randy. That's my little, band. We're a boy band on the weekend. Boy band. I love it. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's great at it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's going to be on The Voice next week. Uh, <laughs> all right, Randy DeVoe. Uh, we may skip over a question or skip over a topic that you know that you really wanted to get off your chest and we just couldn't ask the question because we're idiots. Um, <laughs> this is your time to just let everything you know about Operation Rally Point and like uh, anything you want to talk or tell about it. This is your platform to say whatever you want to say and just let it them. Let us know, all the veterans, all the people out there know about your organization. So here it is. Let it go. I, I just I just want to give a shout-out to Brandon and Johnny and the folks out in Monroe, Mike and Miss Kifu and Violet and everybody. Hello from Wisconsin. That's it? That's it? That's it. That's it. That's it. I think I got the important details out. We got the important details out? Okay. I, I have – I want – what is for for the time for your time to shine? I want you to give us your your favorite quote that keeps you driving, uh, inspiring veterans every single day. Favorite quote. That's a good. One. All right, it's an it's a quote from an unknown person, and it goes like this: When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. It's it's a quote about perspective. When awesome. you change the way you look at things. The things you look at change. Thank you. I just awesome. got chills. I just got chills. Appreciate awesome. you coming on with us, Randy. Once again, everybody. I appreciate you guys for having me on. Thank you so much. Ran- Randy Duvall, he is the... For, I'm the media specialist. Media, media specialist for Operation Rally Point. Thank you so much, Randy. I'll, I'll, I'll tag you on the podcast. Definitely. Peace. Y'all take care. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. It is everybody's favorite. It's Battle of Bene. Here you go, Battle and Betty. All right, and and uh uh-oh, it's buffering. It's buffering. It's buffering. We it's just, thinking. We just had it's her. It's thinking. We just had her. And this is the, we're in the final two minutes. <laughs> we're in the final two minutes of the PAC Act. The That's two okay. Two minute of the PAC Act. That's all right. She probably refreshed. It probably texted us in So, yeah, we we did the whole intro and everything. And then as soon as we popped up, <laughs> she's gone. She was like, she was like, better than better. Uh, that's okay. I'm sure. I'm. 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 I'm sure she's. Uh, 
We're, we're, we got to redivulge. We got to yeah. the whole Hey, thing. Bell and Betty, if you're having trouble, you can always call in 720 619. Oh, there she is. There she is. All right, let's try this again. Battle and Betty. There we go. Oh, look at those eyes. She looked like she was mad. She was getting ready to hate them. Yeah, the we can hear you. We can hear you. Um, how's it going? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can oh, yeah. hear you. We got you. You're you on pause though. You on yeah, pause, it, but we can hear you. Your your internet must be kind of flying. No, no, that's all right. Uh, that's okay. That's cool. Are you in? Uh, where are you at right now? Are you in um, Yvalde? Or is that, oh, I'm still early for that. I do apologize. But how's your guys' weekend been? Oh, it's good. Yeah, good, good. That's great, yeah. yeah great. We, we, got, got, we got back and, you know, I got a... Brief, nothing? Nah, uh, me, nothing, nothing. This guy was traveling the world, you know, so... <laughs> that's, 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 good. that's good for him. He's good for him. So how's your weekend? Where are yeah. you at? Where are you at right now? Um, right now, um, I'm, this is actually the last day I'm in my hotel, and then I'm going to be in my Airbnb until I graduate at the end of the semester. Oh, okay. um, it actually um, is funny because we're going to talk about it today. So it used to be formerly called Rehab, but now it's called uh, Veteran Readiness and Employment. That's the new name for it now. Yeah, Veteran Readiness and Employment, VRE. Um, yeah. For Vogue Rehab. That's awesome. Yep. And I was actually a super yeah, what was cool about it is I was a super senior, right? And my GI Bill basically ended right smack in the middle of my senior year okay and so for me i was kind of like well, what am i gonna do i mean um, you know, should i i don't want to take any more loans out because i have 100 percent now and they've taken away those loans and i don't want to get back into that but i want to be an example so what do i do and so i had applied for voc rehab um actually multiple times and what i didn't know and i was given misinformation at first was that to qualify um it you would have to be at least 20 percent. so they used to say you had to be 100 percent or 90% before you could even do a briefing. That's not true. Um, so it would be uh, 10% if it's something that is severely employment limiting and 20, um, like, these are all service connected conditions, of course, um, but it would be something that's maybe a little bit less limiting. Um, but at the end of the day, you can absolutely, you don't have to go through your VSOs and apply like at the actual local VA. You can actually go on um, your local VA.gov or actually the federal page, I guess, the benefits at VA.gov, and you can actually apply yourself that way as well, and then they'll put you in touch with a counselor. And what I didn't know is that when you're on the program, it actually, um, they want you to succeed, right? And so they follow up with you. They try to help you find employment that works well with your uh, disabilities. Like for me, I struggle because of the fact that I can't uh, walk or have the vasculature of a normal person. So I struggle with certain jobs where I have to work X amount of hours, or if I have to do a lot of walking, or if I'm a fall risk, which happens a lot too. some places, they just are kind of at like that weird uneven slope. But at the end of the day, I had to find something that worked better with me. And because I do already basically um, already write, I wanted to continue journalism. So in this case, for uh, this particular program, you um, can apply if you have an other than honorable but if you have a dishonorable discharge, um, you would not be eligible in most circumstances. But they do, on occasion, do make case-by-case um, -case, um, decisions. But it's not something that I would bank on. Um, it's absolutely something that, with this program, I would try to appeal or uh, upgrade the nature of your discharge, which is actually pretty easy to do if you have documentation, you've not um, 
gotten into any more trouble in the civilian world, you can show that, you know, maybe you're an active member of helping the community, you know, whatever you feel would help your case. But once they upgraded it to at least above other than honorable, because you can be general or under less than honorable, other than honorable, and there's like one more admin, um, but usually that's in lieu of a commercial or afterwards. So um, Joel's putting uh, up the footage now. So there's a link here. And Joel, are you going to be putting that in the notes or should I put that? You can go ahead and put it in the notes. I'll, I'll, I'll do the screen work. Okay. So uh, we're just going to quick put the link. So the information that I'm giving is not on this particularly, but it's on the same page. Okay. Um, but at the end of the day, there's like, you'll see something in there about like a 12 year period. Um, those are for veterans that separated uh, before, I believe it was 20, yeah, January 1, 2013. Mm-hmm. You have like 12 years to use it from the time you get out. And then afterwards, they actually stopped doing that as much. So you only have 12 years to use it or just like? Yeah, Provoke Rehab. Uh, well, they make, it seems like they're always changing this, but uh, per the VA.gov, that's what it's stating in VA.gov. Now that may potentially change. But that's what I'm specifically seeing on there uh, verbatim. Okay. But it's just it's um, it's just something that it's important to know that's out there. Um, they have paid for a printer for me, a laptop while I was going to school. And the smart thing that you want to do if you're a post nine eleven veteran like myself, um, you need to save at least one day of your post nine eleven uh, benefits. The reason why is so that you can actually be a paid student like you were when you were on your post 9-11, as long as you have at least the one day, just one day. It doesn't have to be any more than that. I think I had like 27 days left on mine, and they paid for it up to, I think, two years they'll pay. Oh, wow. um, But usually after more than 12 months, they'll have a uh, waiver. It has to be done. All right. Uh, okay, cool. That's awesome. All right, because that, yeah. that was my next question. I was like, do you have to have, it was like, do you have to continue to have at least one? Because I thought it was, a, you have to have at least one month left. I was going to say, that's GIA. what I use for Colorado Media oh, School. Yeah. One day, just one day. Just one day. So. I didn't think that was true either, but I actually looked it up and I was like, yes, so it's on V.gov. Uh, and when I applied, I was like, is that a joke? Like, did somebody make an error? And they're like, no, that's, that's entirely right. Just one day on there. But you'd be surprised by how many veterans don't know that and they'll use every single day. And then they won't realize, like, well, crap, if I don't know that, then I would definitely have filed it a different way or I wouldn't have used it. Oh, wow. I, I did not know that either. So that was that was good. That's good to know. Um, so I've got some disturbing news. Uh, Magic Mike, the reason why he's not with us today is he's in the hospital. This uh, was texted to me by his wife. Uh, she will keep us all updated so our our prayers and our thoughts go out with uh, Magic Mike and his family. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, and we got some comments in here, too, as well. Oh, that's not comments. That's uh, that's us writing the thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep, buddy. All right, yeah, you know, giving out uh, well wishes to Magic Mike. Uh, hope he gets well soon so he can get his, help me with uh, Joel here. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um <laughs> Yeah, seeing eye person, did you? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, well, you answered my question right off the bat. You just needed one day to add on to VRE. I, I had that like lined up, so now I don't have no more questions about uh, uh, VRE. Uh, you didn't use that for Colorado Media School? Yeah, I did use it. Oh, okay. Of course I used I know it. guys that actually used it while they were active duty because they wanted to pick up chicks and got their massage license. 
literally. Like they had no purpose besides the fact they were paramedics. But at the end of the day, they, they thought it would help them with the ladies. And they actually took the massage therapy school. And How long was the massage therapy school? <laughs> <laughs> it was a smart plan, though. That was a smart play for them. I'm going to have to give yeah. them that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to jump on But there's all like people that wanted to do like photography studios. Correct. If you wanted a specific certificate, like say you do programming or something like that. And some of those are quite expensive courses. That could also be something you could apply for. And if it met all the criteria, you could absolutely use it. Like there's all different types of things you can use it for. It doesn't have to just be a normal university. It could be something that is just like a certification for X course. So a lot of people could be using it. They just don't know that their um, benefits are actually available to them. Now, now, Roddy, my my best friend does massage therapy. And I told him and he learned the hard way real quick. Just because you're in massage therapy doesn't mean that you're going to get like models and stuff to come in for you to like massage. They come in all shapes. And he said that that that's he he didn't last very long. He he told me that. Oh yeah, I love this. I love this. He wasn't doing it for more than seven months. Um, oh, it took him seven months to figure it out. It took him seven months to figure it out. Somebody gonna come through one of these times. Anyway, now, now he massages dogs. Oh, well, Great. I mean, whatever yeah. works. Yeah, whatever works. He's a sausage dog. Hey, he makes a lot of money. Energy. He's a he's like a doggy daycare. He's he's actually in Florida. So if anybody's I'm interested, stop Florida. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 you know, it's doing you can money for people to watch their dogs. Now it's like Angie's list for like your pets. It's, I always thought that there should be something like that for women looking to just like meet up with people and like not get the judgment look. From the babysitters, right. from like other moms are like used to like doing that, but they maybe a little older and wiser. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, are they still like us? Uh, this uh, uh, it's not called voc rehab. I'm trying to get out of it, but uh, vocational readiness and employment. Are they still paying for um, like saying if you was going to a mechanic school or going to like Lincoln Tech or something like that, uh, and you needed tools to work? Um, you know, your next job. Are they still providing and paying for like a toolbox and stuff like that? Because sometimes that's pretty expensive. Like, you know, the toolbox can run up to $25,000, especially if you're going to do oh, yeah. like, like, you know, expensive work. Are they still so, doing that? Well, I know that there's some courses that they'll include X amount of that with it and some that don't. So that's why it's really important to know, you know, does it meet all the criteria for it to be covered? But I mean, as like my, my personal experience, and I know with other veterans, whatever they needed to take the course. So if it was part of the actual course where they needed that toolbox to work, they would have to work with you on, so that way you're able to attend your class because it would be considered like a course material. So really it would just depend on if that was provided in the training or you would need it to work in the job. And then at that time you would speak with your counselor because you're assigned a counselor right. and they follow you all the time. And then at that point you would say, hey, I'm having this issue, you know, what could you do as far as, you know, X? And what they'll do is, like, for me, like, I had an issue with the printer. So I was like, hey, I heard you guys provide laptops and printers for college students that are having issues and they don't have a printer um, that's, like, any newer than year 2000. So, you know, is there any way that you could maybe help? And she just literally sent me, like, a letter, and it was, like, a voucher, and I could take to any uh, store on campus, and they would just hand me a printer. So, I mean, I think that absolutely, especially if it was something that was um, through the school, um, they would probably be able to um, either meet halfway or they'd make sure you had the materials for the course. And then your university or school 
would provide like usually like a discount or it would be more reasonable because you're a student. Um, so it would just be something you'd have to speak with your counselor on, uh, regarding super specific stuff and the value, of course. Now, this is a question that I see a lot coming up in like the uh, disgruntled group uh, forum that I'm a part here in Colorado. Let's say you're what, whatever percentage you got the Montgomery GI Bill. You don't want to use it or because of your disability, you have a harder time using it. How do you let your wife use it? So usually with GI Bill, when you do transference, it has to be done prior to separation. Now that may have changed recently um, and I can look to give you the most up-to-date information, but usually it has to be done within a certain time period. And if you go outside of that period and you separate at that point, you're not able to transfer it unless like you pass away and they're like more like survivor benefits at that point. But they are having a lot of different programs for dependent wives that um, they have certifications that they can get because they were a dependent spouse. Like, and that's something different than this specific program. But it is absolutely something that they can look into and see if um, like their local area or this particular certificate be covered or, you know, like two-year college or four-year college. It has changed. I know it's been changing back and forth, like I would say, over the last four years or so. But um, they are expanding quite a bit more for dependent wives. But it is usually something that is done prior to their separation from their service. Um, I know that the older head veterans, like they had like 10 years in which to like use it or transfer, like know who they're transferring it to after they've made that requirement change. But um, the, like you're talking about like someone that's it's active right now, right? Or is it someone that's been out for a minute? Let's just say it's somebody that's been out for a while. Yeah, usually, yeah, there's definitely a drop dead date on those. Um, okay. A lot of people like, didn't know that they had a certain period for even them to use it mm. and it's expired. Like it's like usually like 10 years or a little bit more now, maybe 15 after they separate from service. But I can quick look that up right now to see for the dependents. But yeah, I know um, because my spouse was trying to his to me or something like that. And we couldn't because he waited to try to transfer it. And they told us no. I had a. Okay. I had another quick question before we go to PACAC, which is near enough, like the last minutes of PACAC information. Uh, my last question about uh, Voc Rehab or VRE. Um, I know during COVID, um, a lot of people had to do switch on to online classes and stuff like that, and to get the full housing rate for that. Now, has that changed back? To um, you know, like if you're going online, they give you like half the housing. Yeah, so they definitely go off of your full-time or part-time student. Okay. But as long as half of your courses are in like school, you can do the other ones online. So it's like an interesting hybrid now. They used to be a lot more sticklers, but now I'm assuming because of COVID in the um, different uh, ways that teach different universities, because a lot of them went to either hybrid courses or they have a lot of the online courses permanently on there that they used to not have prior to COVID. So yeah, it's definitely something that the, as long as it's 50% is in school, like they will absolutely let you do it. And you do get paid depending on how many credits you are taking. So like 12 is considered like full time. Say you're taking six, which is two classes, you would be considered a part time student and you would get paid at that uh, per diem. Is that 12 apart. credits a semester or, uh, or it's semester? Yes, sir. So it's going to okay. be four classes a semester, basically. Four classes a semester. Okay, cool. 
All right, uh, let's talk about the pack access. We're in uh, the last days of registering, uh, putting into your uh, what's that? The uh, initial, what is it? Uh, a tenth of file. On it. Okay, so really quickly before, um, as I know you guys asked a question, and I don't like to leave things open ended. Okay, yeah. So for to transfer to a dependent, this is from VA.gov. So if anyone has questions, they go on VA.gov and look it up. It'll be right there in the regs okay. in black and white. They have no questions, and you can click on all the fun hyperlinks. So um, for you to transfer um, for the post 9-11, all of these must be true. So you've completed at least six years of service on the date your request is approved and you agree to add four more years of service and the person getting benefits is enrolled in the uh, DEERS, Defense Enrollment Eligibility Reporting System. Basically, everyone that's in DEERS, you get treated at the hospital. You have to be enrolled in DEERS to do it. And if you received a Purple Heart, you don't need to make a service requirement, meaning you don't have to use the years service, but you'll need to transfer your benefits while you are still active duty. So, yes, you have to be active duty to transfer your t- to your dependent. If you're wanting them to use the three years, it's not the four years. They don't give them. That's messed up, right? Like, make us earn it, but then they're like, mm, we're just going to round down. Like, no. My months, all of every day. Yeah, I'm going to pay for that last one. All right, that's cool. That's messed up. All right, that's a little bit messed up. But they get so so what your dependents would get would be tuition, housing, books, and supplies, fees for national standardized tests, and fees for licensing and certificates. So that's actually can be added quite a bit, especially for like programmers and stuff, where like those are like four or five thousand dollars a test. So you'd be very surprised, or even like law school, you know, anything like the LSAT, things like that. That's what they're meaning. Awesome, awesome. All right, are we ready to talk about PACT Act? Because we're like I say, we're. Yeah, we got like six minutes left, so I want to. So we can just go. This is kind of fast. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the question I have for the PAC Act, okay, saying if you're going to put in something for the PAC Act, do you uh, like you're going to file a claim, and it's PAC Act related. Let's say like rhinitis. I'm going to claim my rhinitis. Do I have to put PAC Act on the claim itself, or should they like the VA or the the claim should adjuster should already know that? So for the PAC tech, are you talking about filing an intent to file or are you specifically already going about filing the claim? Like, or filing the claim. About I'm talking about phys- physically filing the claim. So say like I'm ready to file my claim. I want to not the intent to file. I'm just saying like a file a claim and right. you have to put somewhere on the claim that this is PAC Act related. Right. And if you're a hundred percent already, do you, I mean, unless you have, well, I, I guess yours is different because yeah. you have the the symptom right now. Yeah. So so yeah, I'm just asking like if if you if you're filing a claim, an actual claim, do you have to put PAC Act related so they know like the the claim adjuster know that it's PAC Act no, related? No, they already know like the conditions because I was mistaken. it's not 12 conditions, it's like 25 <laughs> right. that are related to the act's passing. So no, they would know this because it's something that that's how everything is categorized. But if you're wanting to file an intent to file for the PACT Act, that's a different form. But if any veterans have any questions, they can actually call this number. It's an 800 number. And uh, they can actually walk them through how they would file for it. Now, my personal recommendation would be to use a VSO or Texas Veterans Commission for my Texas veterans. Um, Otherwise, just use a VSO. No one I personally should have to pay to get their own blood money. That's just my thoughts on things. I know some people, they still want to wait and, you know, they feel that that person is a bit more um, astute as far as information, but they're getting everything from the same place as us. 
like media.gov, like that's where a lot of these forms are coming directly from. So if anyone is wanting to have specific questions answered, they're going to call this 800 number here. So it's 800-698-2411. And at that point, what they would do is they, they can walk them through how they can file for it online, which absolutely do pro se on VA.gov. Uh, or uh, like I, said, I recommend going to VSO because, for example, allergic rhinitis, right? I picked that one. That's a good one. So for that one, a lot of veterans don't know that as far as additional information that they could use to bolster or um, have a better case, they could go in through the records and find anything from a public health stating that they were exposed to anything, either down range or, you know, cleaning vehicles, or if they were maybe stationed at 29 Palms or something and they had crazy asbestos exposure, which allergic rhinitis or rhinitis in general, um, or upper respiratory infection is very common because of that exposure. So, you know, these are things that you want to look at. And every time you're exposed to something, they're supposed to put something from public health stating what it was and where you were in your record. Now, that doesn't always get there, but I can't tell you how many times that that has been in the record. They just didn't know what to look for. So that's something that could absolutely help you as far as additional information. You can also go to like um, an allergist. You can go to um, see a urologist. But you can uh, go see uh, someone that specializes in ENT um, that could actually do a more comprehensive exam and explain that, you know, yes, you have damage or scar tissue or that you're presenting for X. And they're basically narrating like why you feel that this needs to be claimed for. And it would be like a statement of the case um, or they would just be writing a letter in support of what you're doing. And that's also they have tips for that as well on VA.gov, because sometimes docs don't know what to write. And they'll just either be like half of it blank and they could write things that would help you, but they just don't know. Um, but you can actually specifically ask. And a lot of times, like, they'll tell you, like, nope, I don't do anything to do with VA. Or they'll tell you, yep, nope, this person does it in the clinic. We do it once a, a week or something like that. But I definitely would recommend people go outside the VA as well if they don't feel that they're getting a comprehensive enough um, note where they feel it would help their um, benefits because of the fact that you don't want to have to keep appealing and appealing it and appealing it to a higher level review every time, because you only have, but so many times you can do that. So you want to try to give yourself the best chance every single time. Um, but definitely if you're not sure on something, call that 800 number. Um, if you're not sure something, definitely speak with the VSO. Um, or if you're in Texas, Texas veterans commission, um, because uh, they are trained a bit more than the standard VSO and they can give you information that you uh, wouldn't necessarily know because you're not doing claims all day. And it's something that you don't even think about. But a lot of the reasons that I've seen in my uh, time reviewing records for veterans and trying to help where I can, because I was a medic and I did all uh, physicals for all branches so I can interpret any record. But a lot of times the reason people were denied was because they didn't have any supporting information or documentation to prove their case, or they basically missed their exam by the reader and they didn't know to look for that paper or to you know answer their phone or to be on VA to go like a crazy ex-wife, you know, and just going on their e-benefits and seeing like if there's something that's changed in their cycle, because it's actually gotten a lot better um, where they'll let you know where you're at. And before it used to say like all oh, stuff and you not even close to where you're supposed to be. But now they've gotten a lot better where and they're trying to get in that 120 day window or at least like try anyway. Um, but they can at least try to make it easier for the veteran and they're not missing their exams as much. But, you know, it's really important to even just have like an updated address. Like a lot of veterans get denied because they don't go and get that exam done. And they just basically like the doc just, 
you know, X's it out or like they'll just basically make it seem like they didn't come in and they'll just deny it because no one showed up to even argue for themselves. That's happened to so, me before. That's awesome. Yeah, especially with homeless veterans, it's actually a big issue because of the mm-hmm. fact that the veterans aren't there by the time they get those letters uh, stating that they have to come in for their exam right. and they didn't know. So they're missing it, the exam and not knowing it. It's upsetting, yeah, that homeless veterans have to go through that. All right. Um. Bal and Betty, thank you so much once again. Thank you. This was awesome. The presentation and everything was awesome. What do you have in store for us for Thursday? So I actually am doing a, um interesting uh, – I've never done a comic book podcast before, but we have a veteran that wants to come on and speak about a comic book he created and um, – I've got a a tattooer friend. He also has a comic book. I'm going to see if I can try to get him to pop on and uh, talk to him. But it's actually pretty interesting. Um, And we also have a really interesting uh, upcoming podcast. I know you guys, but either way, it's exciting. So I don't know if you guys have heard of um, a new uh, veteran-created makeup brand, uh, Badass Beauties. It's actually out of Houston, but they're selling other palettes because of the packaging. She has sent me these. Oh, like MREs. Yes, yeah, I, I saw the Instagram post. <laughs> but yeah, like, like I just like I love how what? like detailed she went with it. But it's a pretty amazing. So she's gonna come on, and uh, we're also gonna have veteran kids who are come back on with us as well. Um, but those are always super fun, and these ladies are all about empowering their sisters at arms and beyond. And Catalina was actually just in Comic Con last year. Amazing! I've never heard of a female veteran ever speaking at Comic Con, but she did it last year. That's awesome. awesome. Now, if you have any extra of those MREs, make sure that you send those this way so that we can give away some to our listeners and put them yeah. in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are going to be also giving a bag of coffee away when we do uh, the next Bad Moms Club for Boots on Brown Coffee um, because she really liked um, this particular uh, roast that she had done. So she's going to be donating that as well. They're sold out just about everywhere. Um, she can't keep them in stock. Um, like I, I've been getting uh, my friends cussing me out all week because they're like, I can't buy them. They're sold out. Where did you get that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, even the brushes are gorgeous, but I'm all about supporting sisters in arms, especially when it's something uh, that's catching a lot of us, especially um, as like a veteran. Like whenever you see something put on its head as a female, you're kind of like appreciated that much more. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. Thank Kevin. you, Badland Betty. I appreciate you. I'll, you I'll call much. you later. Have a good day, guys. Have a good day. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. It is tribute to the troops. Sir, I don't, I don't know how to tell this story. Well, you got to, Joe. You tell the American people what these men did here. You tell them how my troopers died. Thank you for listening as Military Broadcast Radio proudly presents its tribute to the troops. Today, we honor and remember Douglas M. Vos III. Chief Warrant Officer II Vos III died from wounds received while conducting combat operations in the Kabul province of Afghanistan July 29, 2009, while serving as the Special Forces Assistant Detachment Commander with Operational Detachment Alpha 
1st Battalion, 10th Special Forces Group Airborne in Stuttgart, Germany. Vos, 38, was killed by intense direct small arms fire while deployed to Afghanistan in support of Operation Enduring Freedom. Born in Rossburg, Oregon, he enlisted in April of 1989 as a 19-Delta transportation soldier. He later attended the Special Forces Qualification Course, graduating in 1999 as an 18-Echo communications NCO, and was assigned to 3rd Battalion, 10th Special Forces. He was reassigned to 1st Battalion March 2002, and in 2006, he completed the Warrant Officer Basic Course, returning to 1st Battalion in Germany. His military education included Warrior Leadership Course, as well as Special Forces Communication Sergeant Course, Basic Airborne, and many others. A few of his awards included the Bronze Star Medal with Valor Device, with two Oak Leaf Clusters in lieu of a third award, the Purple Heart, the Army Combination Medal, the Army Good Conduct Medal, and again, many more. Warrant Officer Vos also earned the Airborne Badge, Combat Infantry's Badge, Parachutist Badge, Military Freefall Jumpmaster Badge, and the Special Forces Tab. Today, we honor and remember Chief Warrant Officer 2, Douglas M. Vos the third. On the 4th of July It's them handwritten letters from home It's them sleepless nights alone It's his newborn baby he left with his wife Mr. Red, White and Blue
To the show that highlights all the profits that uh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all the nonprofits out there that are beyond the VA, the evening show with Roddy and H Train. Thank you. That's when you're supposed to come in, not, not the other time. You've been screwing me up all day. Anyway, um, we we we're almost close to final thoughts. We right? are. Yeah. We are at that time. So. Um, yeah, let's hit it. Let's hit it. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. We have ignition. Strap in. It's the two-minute warning. Two-minute warning. What we learned today. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Sponsored by Operation Good Boy. Go to Operation Good Boy for all your dog needs. At the checkout, make sure you hit Military Discount Radio for a percentage off we tell them MBR sent you. All right, Roddy. What did you learn Military today? Discount Radio. So you even yeah, there we that. go. There we go. You didn't even say that. Yeah, what I learned today, I, I, I don't want to say what I learned, but I do want to give my thoughts and, you know, send positive vibes to Magic Mike out there yeah. who's in the hospital. We, we want him back on the show. We want him to feel good. Uh, once we get an update on it, we'll let y'all know uh, how's Magic Mike doing. So. Uh, that's why I'm using my thoughts, you know, uh, what I learned today. Uh, I didn't want to learn that. So hope, you know, hope he pulls through whatever he is. He's in the hospital. So hope he pulls through. You know, uh, I think the biggest thing that I learned today is the uh, that that file that I played with the, the Marine talking about that there are a lot of veteran haters out there. I still I, don't know what that means, though. Yeah, it's just there's there, just a lot of veterans that jealous over ne- other veterans. That's why? that's the yeah. You're a veteran. You already served. What you jealous about? What's, what's, what's more? You what, you got a job at the VA? What? <laughs> I don't know. What's up? I, I I know I know where, where you're coming from, but there there are so, I, the only reason why I know there are some because I was at an event one time and. One of the veterans was talking about getting one of those power chairs. Okay. And another veteran, he had smarted off. He's like, I don't even know why he needs one. It's not like he goes out hunting and stuff. And, like, little comments like that just shows me that there's just a lot of veteran jealousy on other veterans. I guess so. I don't know. I never came across that really as much. I don't really pay attention to it either. So if it, if it, did, it might be a click thing. It's click thing. See, hey, might be a click thing. Might be a click thing. All right. Well, with that being said, everybody, we're gonna go ahead and hit the uh, the closer. Um, see you next week. See you guys next week. Next Monday, we'll have Rosa in here and her and Roddy, the two R's. That will be a very funny show. So be sure to tune in. Until next time, everybody. Peace. 
That's the show for today, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with an all-new show. And remember, you can listen to us again and again. The podcast of this radio show is available right after we go off the air tonight. Anywhere that you can get your podcast episodes. And thanks for joining us today. I'd like to take a moment to talk about something close to my heart. Military Broadcast Radio has been doing incredible work to support our veterans and bring their voices to the world. They rely on your generous donations and your dedicated volunteer hours to make it happen. I encourage you to consider supporting NBR in any way, form that you can. Use this QR code that's attached to the picture, or you can go to our website at mbradio.us. That's mikebravoradio.us. To learn more about how you can donate or volunteer even just an hour a week from your home, help make a difference in the lives of our veterans. Because once again, we're all here for you and not for us. We're giving a veterans a voice.